Day two of the 2024 World Indoor Championships in Glasgow, Scotland is in the books. And I mean, this day is extremely hard to conceptualize, extremely hard to communicate how insane all the performances across the board were. We had the 3000s, we had the 400s, the 60 meter dash, the 60 meter hurdles. We saw world records, American records, championship records. I mean, everything went down on just the second day. We still have another day to go, but I'm gonna start off with the women's 3000 meters. I don't even know if this was the best event, but this was one for the books. Ellie St. Pierre coming back from giving birth last year, got the win, got the gold medal over Gudaf Sagai, running eight minutes, 20.87 seconds, again, for the gold medal, literally getting the win in just the last couple meters in that home straight, taking down Gudaf Sagai. And that performance moved her to number three all time in the history of the 3000 meters, only behind Gizebe de Baba, as well as Gudaf Sagai. Now, Ellie St. Pierre, she is on a roll this year, right? She has been really consistently putting down amazing times from when we saw her in Boston to when we saw her at Milrose and then of course at the USA Indoor Championships and now here in Glasgow. This is really a testament to all the hard work that she's been putting in since she gave birth last year, had to sit the year out and now she is back on full force. She actually spoke about how she has her family here and she's been motivated by them to really keep performing and doing the best that she can again as she kind of makes her comeback from starting a family. Um, you know, it's it's definitely really uh, emotional. It's a dream come true. I don't think it's fully uh, sinking quite yet, um, but it, it feels amazing to be here and to be here with my family and um, you know my my teammate Emily and my coach. Um, you know, in, in Scotland, it's amazing. Last summer, I, I didn't race much, so I feel like I was able to get my mileage up. And um, you know, I, I think having a baby has only made me stronger. So Ellie St. Pierre, I mean, again, this is, of course, the American record moves her to number three all time. The big thing that I'm really looking at here is the confidence that this gives her going into the outdoor season. Yes, number three all time, American record, one of the fastest in history. But that confidence is going to be key as we move into the Olympic year. Remember, you don't have names like Stefan Hassan or Faith Kibiegan running the indoor season. So they're going to be forces when we get to the outdoors. But Ellie St. Pierre just took down Gudaf Sagai. Gudaf Sagai is the 5,000 meter world record holder. Gudaf Sagai is one of the fastest all time in the 1,500 meters outdoors. If Ellie St. Pierre is able to beat her indoors in this race, she actually ran down Gudaf Sagai. So this is a huge, huge indicator of what's gonna be happening outdoors. I mean, again, coming into this competition, it would be hard to argue that Gudaf Sagai wasn't the clear favorite, but if Ellie is able to do that, it's not crazy to think that she could win gold outdoors. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we're going to see. And I am super excited to see her get the gold medal here in Glasgow. Again, Gurasagai got the silver medal just behind Ellie St. Pierre, got run down, but she did manage to run 8 minutes, 21.13 seconds. She actually spoke about in her post-race interview that she was kind of disappointed with the silver medal. She was really going for gold. And honestly, I don't blame her. Just a couple weeks ago, she almost took down the world record. She ran one of the, uh, the second fastest time in history. So Gurasagai, we know that she is, again, world record holder in the 5,000 meters outdoors. She's a multiple-time medalist, multiple-time gold medalist. So she's one of the best in history, and I think she is going to be a force outdoors. But Ellie St. Pierre, this was a huge show for her. And then over in third place, we did see Beatrice Chepkowicz from Kenya. She actually got the Kenyan national record in the 3,000 meters, running 8 minutes, 22.68 seconds. Not only a Kenyan national record, but that moves her to one of the fastest all-time in the history of the 3,000. And I think it's easy to kind of forget that Chepkowicz actually has the world record in the 3,000 meter steeplechase, right? She hasn't done as well in the past couple years, but this proves that she is not to be forgotten, right? She can still be a force no matter what race she's in, and this is a good, good indicator of that. So amazing women's 3,000 meters. 
And of course, we have to move over to the men's 3000. This was arguably the race of the meet in terms of the hype, the anticipation coming in, all the names between Josh Kerr, Yarod Nagus, Selma Brega, right? All these guys were really going for it. And guess what? The hometown hero came away with the win. Josh Kerr got the win in seven minutes, 42.98 seconds. He was in the pack running with the rest of the field, but he made an extremely powerful and strong move midway through the race. And that just set everything on fire. Like if you were in this crowd, this stadium was on fire. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if y'all watching at home or were able to really feel what the stadium was like. It was crazy once Josh took the lead. And then of course, in those last couple laps, as he went to the finish line, he was with the crowd he was gaining getting energy off of it i mean josh kerr is really proving why that 2023 race where he got the gold medal over Jakob, that was absolutely no fluke he's been having an extremely consistent 2024 indoor season between the milrose games world record in a two mile and then now the gold medal here in glasgow I mean, Josh Kerr is going to be a serious, serious force. We're talking about a potential gold medal back-to-back -back in 2023 and then at the Olympic Games. Also, remember, in the Tokyo Olympics, right, uh, back in 2021, he got the bronze medal. So he has been steadily making improvements and steadily getting better and better. This is just an indication of that. He spoke after the race and said he was super happy with how things went, how the tactics went, of course, with the home crowd winning the gold medal here as well. Yeah, that's a moment I'll remember for the rest of my career. Look, guys, it was... A really hard decision to make sure that I was ready to go here um, on an Olympic year in, in March time. Um, but you know we didn't push the training too hard, and, and we were ready to go. It was the body wasn't fighting the training, and I knew I was available to go out and win a world title. And you can't you can't let those opportunities go, especially in a crowd like this. So as I said, Josh Kerr, he's been on the rise over the past couple of years since he got that bronze medal, but. What is Jakob thinking? I mean, that's what probably everyone is um, thinking about right now where they've been going back and forth. Who knows what Jakob is, is thinking? In my opinion, Jakob should be a little bit worried. He lost the gold medal in the 1500 meters in 2022. He again lost it in 2023. If you're watching someone like Josh Kerr be super consistent and not slowing down at this point, I think you should be a little bit worried. Now, Jakob Ingebrigtsen is a once-in-a-generation talent, so he very well could go on to Paris and win the gold medal like he did in Tokyo in terms of the Olympic Games, but who knows? This is going to be an amazing, amazing competition, but just behind Josh Kerr. Not just behind, a little bit behind, but Yared Nagus getting his first global medal ever, running 743.59 for the silver medal. He just edged out Selimon Borrega in the last few meters on the straight. I mean, he was pushing through. Like, Yared was really going for a podium spot. He actually spoke about how he kind of saw that the gold medal was a little bit out of reach in terms of Josh Kerr, but he still wanted to fight going down that home straight to be the best that he can be. Yeah, yeah. So I felt really good a lot of the race. I feel like I was in a comfortable position in where I wanted to be and wasn't like, you know, really fighting or anything for it. So I was really relaxed and that was great. And I think um, kind of coming into like that last 600, 400 realm, I wasn't like exactly where I wanted to be to fight for first. Maybe like, yeah, fight for a medal. But I feel like I should have been a little bit higher to really like, you know, be able to strike and like actually fight with Josh at the very end because um, I had a really great finish. So, um, but yeah, no, still, I'm really proud of what I did and just happy what I accomplished. So what does this mean for Yara Nagus? Well, this essentially solidifies the athlete that we already knew him to be. He was been one of the greatest athletes in the world. Don't even forget that he made the Olympic team uh, to Tokyo in 2020, but you know, he was still at Notre Dame. He got a little bit injured, so couldn't compete. But this just proves that he's one of the best in the world. This proves that he has a talent and this proves that he is getting better and better and better. It's gonna be hard to keep Yara Nagus off the podium in Paris this year. So very much keep an eye out for Yared Nagus and all the progress that he's about to make. Like I noted, Selman Brega just got edged out by Yared, but he did get third place running 743.64 seconds. Selman Brega, he's Olympic 10K champ, right? He has multiple medals when we're talking about the outdoor season. And one thing that I just realized is that 
Solomon Brega is the youngest of the three medalists. Josh Kerr is 26. I think he's going to turn 27 this year. Yara Nagus is turning 25 this year, later in the summer. But Solomon Brega is still 24 years old. It's kind of crazy to think that he's the youngest in the field and he still has so much potential. So don't sleep on him despite him getting third place here. He is still very much a force outdoors. I don't know if he's going to run the 10K, going to run the 5K, but we're going to see how things play out on that landscape. But men's 3000 meters, again, the stadium was on fire. This was an amazing race. But let's move over and talk about the 400 meter dash. Join me. All right, so Femke Bull, 400 meter dash, came here to Glasgow and delivered on all levels. Gold medal, world record, 49.17 seconds to take down her previous world record that she just set a couple weeks ago, running 49.24. So I need to check the stats, but she might be the first person in history in terms of the women's 400 to break the world record on two occasions in the same year. Listen, Femke Bull is on a mission. She went one-two with Leaky Claver, her training partner, and I really think this is going to bode well as we get to the outdoor season. We, she's said it multiple times. She is only gunning for those 400 meter hurdles. She has no plans to run the 400 meter dash at the Paris Olympics. She loves the hurdles. And this must be a huge confidence booster. She said that she might want it to have gone sub 49. I mean, you kind of saw the look on her face after the race. But regardless, she is going to be a huge, huge force when we get to the outdoor season. The goal was gold, but I knew I needed a really good race to win this gold. I knew I had to open fast. And once you open fast, you have to keep going because you'll die anyway and uh, yeah it's amazing to also run the world record again I was hoping to be of course in the 49 but uh, yeah my coaches thought I could do it but I was like I really want this gold. Now, she was joined by her training partner, Liki Klaver, who came second place in 50.16 seconds. I mean, they did it at European Championships, but this is the first time at a World Championships that we saw the Netherlands go 1-2 in the 400, maybe in any event. I, I don't know. Someone needs to check the history on that. But, you know, Liki Klaver has really been coming into her own. Um, she, of course, again, training partners with Femke Bull, but... Outdoors, Leaky Clover did very well, and now this indoor season between 50.1 on multiple occasions, Leaky Clover could be a very likely medalist in terms of the 400 meter dash. We're going to see how things play out outdoors, but Femke Bull, I am super excited to see how things play out with her. And I mean, she's already run 51.4 uh, in the 400 meter hurdles outdoors. Could she go sub 51 seconds in the 400 meter hurdles? Could she beat Sydney McLaughlin Lavroni? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that she will, but. Listen, it's going to be a crazy, crazy race when we get outdoors, hopefully in those 400 meter hurdles between Femke Bull and Sidney McLaughlin Vroni. Additionally, bronze medal behind Femke Bull, behind Leaky Claver, Alexis Holmes. Alexis Holmes got the bronze medal running 50.24 seconds, a personal best. She has been setting personal best on multiple occasions throughout the year, and she's really starting to come into her own. Of course, we did see her at uh, the Budapest World Championships last year, running on both the mixed relay as well as the 4x4, but she's dealt with some changes and some setbacks since moving out of the NCAA, going pro. She changed coaches, and she even moved states from Texas to Arkansas. So Alexis Holmes really proving herself had a super consistent indoor season and both her as well as Talitha Diggs who unfortunately didn't get on, on the podium in the 400 here but both of them are going to be joining forces tomorrow for the 4x4 for the United States. This is going to be another USA versus the Netherlands in the 4x4. I don't know what's going to go down but this is going to be an amazing race. But on the men's side in the 400, this was the Karsten Warholm show initially. But Karsten Warholm actually took the silver medal behind Belgium's Alexander Doom, who ran 45.25 seconds for the gold medal national record. I mean, this guy might not have been on a lot of y'all radars, but what's crazy is he actually has been super consistent on Belgium's 4x4 over the past couple years, winning medals at both the World Indoor Championships and the World Outdoor Championships a couple times since about 2022. So this guy has been a mainstay, but this is his first time winning a medal individually 
at the World Championships and getting it for Belgium. I mean, this is a huge, huge performance. But one thing that was really, really notable for me in terms of Doom's performance here is that the 400 meters, despite it being kind of a really tough event, it's actually relatively wide open. Don't forget that Antonio Watson, a very young athlete from Jamaica, kind of on a rising talent, he managed to get the gold medal last year in Budapest. Now, not saying he didn't you know, deserve it or many people didn't see him coming, but just the idea that a lot of guys have been making waves in the 400 and can really make some surprises. We just saw Christopher Morales Williams break the world record in the 400 indoors just a couple weeks ago. So who knows, maybe we might see Doom on the podium at the Olympic Games outdoors. This could be a really, really big start for him. But like I noted, Karsten Warholm got the silver medal, ran 45.34 seconds. This was his season opener in terms of this meet here. And he ran, what, three 400s in the span of just two days. So this was actually a pretty good performance, all things considered. And he actually said that he's been training with hurdles and he only took a week off to stop training hurdles and really focus on the flat. So despite his silver medal here, I think Karsten Warholm is still good for outdoors. And so we're going to see if Karsten Warholm is able to, you know, go outdoors and go do something crazy like he did in Tokyo a couple years back. So let's move over to the 60 meter hurdles and the 60 meter dash where we saw some amazing performances there as well. All right, 60 meter hurdles. Let's talk about how Grant Holloway defends his title, remains the greatest 60 meter hurdler in the history of the event, ran 7.3 in the semifinals, and then came into the final, stepped it up another notch, ran 7.29 seconds. The fact that Grant Holloway has run 7.2 on what, four occasions at this point in his career is absolutely insane. And he is arguably the best starter in the 60 meter hurdles that we've seen in a long, long time. I mean, he gets out the blocks and he is super clean over all five hurdles. And this is his forte. We know that he is essentially not gonna be stopped. He's gonna lead to the first hurdle and he is never looking back. Again, 7.29 seconds. That's actually the third time that Grant Holloway has run 7.29. He, of course, already has a world record, 7.27, that he just set a couple weeks back. But in addition to that, cross-checking the stats, Grant Holloway has eight of the top 10 performances all time, as well as 13 of the top 16 performances all time in the 60-meter hurdles. I mean, this is the definition of dominance. Grant Holloway is that. Now, Coleman yesterday actually said that he feels like he's the greatest 60-meter dash runner of all time, considering he has a world record there, he has multiple gold medals in doors so I actually think that Grant is in that same bucket. Grant really is the greatest 60 meter hurdler of all time. Yes, there's some amazing names like Colin Jackson, Roger Kingdom, Alan, like there's a couple other guys, Terrence Trammell, Alan Johnson, like I said. So, but Grant Holloway has really redefined this event. And going with that Christian Coleman comparison, Grant Holloway has a gold medal from 2022. Christian Coleman has a gold medal from 2018. Grant Holloway, gold medal here in 2024. Christian Coleman, gold medal here in 2024. Christian Coleman, world record at 6.34 seconds. Grant Holloway, world record at 7.27 seconds. And then multiple fast times as well. So just comparing the two, I mean, Grant Holloway, the GOAT of the 60 meter hurdles. He didn't want to say he's like super, super humble, which I, I really appreciate in an athlete, right? They're just going to uh, let their results speak for themselves. But Grant Holloway, the GOAT of the 60 meter hurdles. Now let's finish off with the women's 60 meter dash. This was, I mean, this was a hotly contested race where in the semifinals, we saw Julian Alfred qualify through very easily, Aliyah Hobbs qualify through very easily, and then Iwa Swoboda led the semifinals running 6.98 seconds. That was her personal best in the semis. And she was on all cylinders. I mean, Iwa Swoboda was very, very confident, but 
in that final. Julian Alfred proved why she is one of the best in the history of the 60 meter dash, 6.98 seconds, so equaling that world lead that Swoboda set in the semifinals. But Julian Alfred becomes the first person in the history of St. Lucia to ever win a gold medal in any event. Julian Alfred just broke a barrier for her tiny country of St. Lucia, and she was elated. She couldn't even explain what it felt like when she saw her name come up on the big board. So I am super happy to see Julian Alfred get this gold medal and, you know, really kind of solidify herself we know that she was one of the best ever you know she got fifth place in the 100 meters outdoors last year at budapest she got fourth place in the 200 but for her to finally get a medal just coming out of the ncaa last year at texas this is going to bode well for what she's doing outdoors in the 100 i mean i think julian alfred is going to be a serious problem especially when we're talking about you know some of the other 100 meter women right shelly and fraser price shakaya richardson uh, lane thompson here sharika jackson julian alfred is in that conversation she is very much a medal contender in the 100 and I spoke to her after, not in the mix zone, just a little bit after, and she said that she's not sure her coach is going to decide if she does the 200, if she's going to be a 100, 200 runner. You know, she's, it feels like she's not too fond of the 200, but she's going to do whatever it takes to be the best that she can be. And hey, Julian Alfred is one of the best already. So huge shout outs to her. Like I noted, Iwaso Boda, who has been super consistent in the 60 meter dash over the past couple seasons, she managed to finally get on the podium. Running seven seconds flat got her the silver medal here in Glasgow. And she was also super elated. I mean, again, this was the first time that she got on the podium. She just missed it in 2022 when she finished fourth place despite having an amazing season. So really everything is kind of coming together for Swoboda. And I also think things are gonna pan out very well for her outdoors. She's definitely gonna have to run a little bit faster, right? Might have to get into those 10.8s. Um, I think her personal best is about 10.9. So we're gonna see how that plays out. But Swoboda, amazing performance for her. And then I do have to give a huge shout out to Zainab Doso from Italy who got the bronze medal here running 7.05 seconds. I spoke a little bit with Doso after um, the semifinals. Um, she's from Italy, so she doesn't speak perfect English, um, but she did say that this is kind of a comeback for her. She's been dealing with injuries over the past couple years, and she really you know, solidified things. She really got back in the groove in 2024, and she's been showing it. She ran 7-0 on multiple occasions, ultimately with a personal best of 7.02. So for her to get a bronze medal here indoors, running 7.05, that just proves that she has been working, proves that everything she's been doing in training is paying off right now so before we close out let's just talk about some of the field events that went down on day two now i thought it'd be important to just shout out some of the field eventers where hughes rubrizango in the men's triple jump got the gold medal 17.53 meters this is his second gold medal he got the gold medal in the 2023 world championships last year in budapest and this has really been a lot of progress he medaled in tokyo he medaled in eugene budapest and then now at the world indoor championships hughes rubrizango really has been the i don't know the flag bearer for his country of burkina faso and burkina faso has dealt with a lot of kind of ups and downs and struggles over the past couple years so for hughes Rubrizango, Zango to really put his country on the map and you know get so many different accolades to be the first of all kinds of things the first Olympian the first Olympic medalist the first world championship medalist the first world champion all those things are kind of coming to Hughes Zango when he's competing in the triple jump amazing amazing performance and we're going to see some great things when we go outdoors Jaden Hibber is going to be jumping into the fold so amazing triple jump performance for Zango and then finally for the women's pole vault we saw the UK favorite Molly Kadri got the gold medal in that pole vault I mean again 
with a home crowd, it was electric. This this day was electric between Josh Kerr, between Kadri. I mean, this was insane. But huge shout outs to Kadri for being able to get the gold medal in the pole vault. She just edged out McCartney and Katie Moon, who got the silver and bronze medals respectively. So amazing performances across the board. Again, day two. It was hard to, again, conceptualize and really communicate how insane the performances on day two were. Let me know what your favorite performances from day two were, whether it was the 3000s, the 400 world record, the championship record from Ellie St. Pierre, or was it Josh Kerr again with the hometown crowd? I mean, everything was going down. Everything was absolutely crazy. And as always, be sure to follow Sidious Mag on Instagram, on Twitter, on threads, on YouTube. All the content is going to be coming, especially as we close things out on day three. Thanks, y'all.